Nostalgic Bioremediators. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other, Kendra, is a 9021 novice. That's me. I'm Kendra Mickles. I'm seeing these episodes for the first time and I'm not ashamed of it. Well, I don't want to rub it in, Kendra, but I have seen them all. You do. You frequently rub it in. You can, find, you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of other shows like this, we have a new addition to the Radio Meanwhile family, Kendra. We do. This, Endor- this Endorian Life is happening right now to go to your podcast feeds and find it you can hear us talk all about the ewoks from return of the jedi through the 80s animated series we're in the 90s here so stepping into ewoks for a little bit is fun because i get to talk about 80s things yeah i know most anyway. of the radio meanwhile is uh 90s so it's nice to get some i know 80s in there. so finally we got some 80s jamming yeah and speaking of the 90s that we're doing today we're going to be discussing season four episode 29 of beverly hills 90210 truth and consequences and boy there are some consequences here today. Yes, yes, there are. We gotta open up the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on May 4th, 1994. There's a Star Wars reference right there, May the 4th. Oh, yeah. Made the it was perfect. It's you. like it was meant to be. And also with you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> couple of movies. May 6th, we got Three Ninjas Kickback. Oh my gosh, Kendra, all of the Three Ninjas movies, I I loved them, loved them. Have you seen these movies? You're probably too young. No, so it's not like the first one is one ninja and then the second no. one is second no, ninja. No, it's, it's three ninjas, three ninjas knuckle up, three ninjas kick back. And then a few years later, there was a new cast and it was three ninjas, High Noon and Mega Mountain and Hulk Hogan was in it. But these classic ones, I loved these when i was a kid i was so mad i think it maybe is even this one we went to see it in theaters and the all the trailers had them one being like we should run and the other being like we should hide and the third one being like we should kick their butts and i thought that was the coolest like naughtiest funniest thing i'd ever heard and when we went to see it in theaters everyone in the theater said it at the same time they were saying it in the movie because we'd all seen the trailers so much and i'm still mad about it to this day (laughs) Because I wanted to hear them say it. I had to hear all the schlubs in the theater with me say it. Yeah. What are you going to do? Is Man, that you your worst three, movie three theater Three Ninjas experience? podcast? Oh, my worst movie theater experience. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty bad. But once in college, we went to see The Rock in the movie The Rundown. And while we were watching it, it was like old school it, there's a hole in the center of the picture just got bigger and bigger and it started sizzling because the film had actually like caught fire. Oh my goodness. And we had to leave without seeing the end of the movie. And I've never seen the end of that movie, Kendra. I don't know how the rundown ends because it oh, caught man. on fire. So uh, we had, uh, when we were seeing the Avengers, the, uh, the power went out and uh, my, my dad didn't see it until years later didn't see the end oh, wow. it was like right when the chitari started attacking new york that's brutal and that's uh brutal. and then we watched it later and he was like wow there was a lot of movie we missed and i was like <laughs> i know that's why i yeah. was so mad <laughs> when i saw i think it was iron man 2 in theaters the theater i was at 
stopped the credits and didn't show the end credit scene. And a bunch of us in the crowd were like, show that. And they were like, sorry, we got a new, we got another showing coming in. We can't do it. Shame. I was so mad. And you know what, Kendra? <laughs> Much like with Three Ninjas, still mad to this day. <laughs> I had to look up that Thor reveal on YouTube like an animal. <laughs> Well, on May 6th, we also got the movie Clean Slate with Dana Carvey. Yeah. See, we're getting into places where I have a lot of memories now because Clean Slate is that he's like a PI and every day his memory erases and he's got to try to, he leaves himself mm. little notes and things, tries to figure out what's going on. Like, I must have rented this. Okay. I must have rented this on VHS hundreds of times. Hmm. So the way you just said okay makes me think you haven't seen Memento. I have not, no. Okay, you need to watch Memento. Okay, is that, that's a Chris Nolan film, right? Yes. Okay. Have you seen Master of Disguise? With Dana Carvey? (laughs) Dana Carvey. Turtle, turtle, turtle. Yes, I have. Because I've seen that movie like six times. I've seen it a lot. So we each have our own Dana Carvey era that we like. Yours is Master of Disguise. Surprising (laughs) no one. (laughs) Um, All right, music-wise, on May 3rd, we had the... (laughs) 29th Academy of Music Awards. Big winners uh, were... Country music. Country music awards. What did I say? You just said music awards. Oh, I'm sorry. Country music. But that's a crucial distinction. That is, because Entertainer of the Year was Garth Brooks. Mm. Album of the Year went to A Lot About Living and A Little About Love by Alan Jackson. That's a good song. Uh, Top male vocalist, Vince Gill. Top female uh, vocalist was Winona. And uh, top vocal duo, Brooks and Dunn. You can't beat Brooks okay. and Dunn. Unbeatable. All right. Okay. Should we do a country music podcast? <laughs> Boy, you know what, Kendra? You were saying, we were talking about this, like what show have you seen that I've never seen? It's not a show, but if we did a country music podcast, I would know nothing. Be like introducing you to the world of nothing. country music. Yeah. See, Boy, but a... I'm, I'm not up on the new stuff and like okay. this, this 90s era... I know some. It's really okay. that early 2000s. I think the best era of country music. That's this probably podcast controversial. Sucks. But... <laughs> 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 All right. Also on May 6th. Wow, May 6th, popular popular day in night I guess so. Nelson Mandela became the first black president of South Africa in the first post-apartheid election. Oh wow. Crazy. Also on May 6th, the Channel Tunnel, which took 15,000 workers more than seven years to complete, opens between England and France, enabling passengers to travel between the two countries in 35 minutes. Wow, that was a whirlwind of information from the Three Ninjas sequels all the way down to the <laughs> yeah. Channel. That's a little a, bit of everything here. It's, yeah. yeah on it's 902, and here we go. What that was. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Well, Kendra, today I'm going to tell you a little bit about Michael Steger, because May 27th, the day this episode drops, is Michael Steger's birthday. So happy birthday, Michael Steger, who played Naveed Shirazi in 114 episodes of 90210, the CW years. He'd go on to star along his wife, Brandy Steger, in the dark comedy Not So Union, a show written and created by the couple. So, Kendra, you've got a few years left before you're going to meet uh, Michael Steger. But just so you know, I'll keep him in mind. He's also in this. He was in this other thing as well. All right. Well, let's get into the synopsis for Truth and Consequences. Okay. When Brenda gets cast as Maggie after having whiffed her final audition, the rumor mill starts up, and the gang isn't sure if the story of the casting couch is true or not. 
Meanwhile, yeah, they do not give her the benefit of the doubt. No. I'm just going to put nope. that right up. They're all like, well. They're, they're like, she did it. It's, <laughs> it's like a it's like a prove she didn't mindset yeah. is what they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, guilty anyway. until proven innocent. <laughs> anyway. Meanwhile, Laura struggles with not getting cast and begins to act out, jeopardizing her role as the understudy. Plus, it's wedding bells for Kevin and Suzanne. So there's some good news in there. All right, let's uh, tell us who's living in Beverly Hills, Nick. Well, today's episode was directed by one James Eckhouse, who <gasps> plays Jim Walsh, of course. <laughs> this is the second of three episodes over the course of the series directed by James Eckhouse. We've already seen one, and we've got one more to go. Written by Mr. Richard Golentz. Lots of returning players this time. Joey Tata as Nat, Carrie Keen as Suzanne, Noli Thornton as Erica. Aw, shucks. It's me, Erica. I'm so cute. <laughs> we have Kathleen Robertson as Claire Arnold, Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold, Mark Damon Espinoza as Jesse, although I think you could have gotten just a two by four and leaned it against the door to play Jesse in this episode. Jason Carter as Roy Randolph, Pierre Epstein as Eddie, and boy, that guy's committed. Yeah. He's committed to the role of Eddie. Yeah. We have David Hayward as Kevin Weaver. And I'm sorry to say, Kendra, this may come as a shock to you. This is the final appearance of Tracy Middendorf as Laura Kingman. Oh, well, all right. No, no resolve. We don't get any. F okay. Cool. I mean, I'm sure if I recall correctly, Steve's probably going to be like, she's resting comfortably in a mental hospital. Thanks to me. But uh, yeah, we're not going <laughs> to see her again. Finally, we have David Yaus as Tom, who appeared in shows like Briscoe County Jr., Murphy Brown, Torchwood, and Southland. And we're going to see Tom one more time after this. Okay. And that's it for the all week. Right. Uh, all right. Well, it's time to get into the episode. <laughs> this is a... Uh... This is, I, this is real problematic. I'm just going to front load it by saying I feel like this is a very... Well, it's like, uh, she's kind of crazy. Let's make sure everyone knows just how crazy uh, she is. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Is... All right, we should we should save that for the wrap. Okay. But there's definitely, definitely yeah. some not great stuff at work here. Yeah, here we go. So we start with, uh, it's like a country song. I don't know what song they were replacing. I'm not sure. Like a... Maybe something by a Garth Brooks or yeah, a Alan oh, Jackson. Maybe, maybe. Uh, we start at the Peach Pit. Kelly and Donna are there, and they are talking about they're going to have their sorority meeting, which I guess the sorority is just the four of them, because the it's the only people that comes to these meetings. No, they... Remember this this is the, they have a little faux sorority that's okay. just Andrea, that includes Andrea, Brenda, Kelly, Donna. They They... Several episodes ago, they christened it like the West Bev sorority or something like that. It's really, it's just like a hangout session. Okay. So they, they don't couldn't... do anything. They just. No, that's just what they call the times that the four of them get together is their sorority. Got meetings. it. The you two know. of them are a little worried about Brenda because she's, you know, she's waiting to hear if she got the role of Maggie. Erica is there interviewing Suzanne for a paper for school and mm -hmm. Suzanne is over it so she suggests that maybe <laughs> they go interview kevin instead for this report and dylan says that he will take her to his lab to yes erica is clearly not into hanging out with kevin and dylan's like why don't i take her mm -hmm. and suzanne's like thank you <laughs> uh enter brenda stage right she got the lead mm -hmm. wow 
Just like that. That's I surprising. actually forgot what happened at the end of the last episode where yeah. she shows up at Roy Randolph's house. Yes. In her sexy dress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, On the set of Melrose Place, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, she got the lead, and everyone is very excited for her. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. not everyone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cut to yeah. Steve yeah. hanging out with Laura somewhere on campus, and he is mad. He is like, he has like a righteous oh, yeah. fire the oh, whole episode about He's like, you were this. robbed. Yeah. Yeah. He says, yeah, she's, she's robbed. And Laura is already... Spinning these wheels about, oh, oh well, Roy is famous for sleeping with her his leading ladies. And, oh, I wonder what Brenda did to And I had to give role. Steve credit for five seconds here because he's like, well, maybe that's him, but that's not Brenda. Only I mean, he's five in, seconds. Literally five seconds. But that was his initial reaction was to defend Brenda. Yeah. So we'll see how that lasts. Yeah. At Andrea's, Andrea is, she's standing, she's on the phone, she's like getting her homework or notes or something because she's on bed mm-hmm. rest, if if you've forgotten. Yes. Jesse's really worried about her being on her feet so much. He like yes. brings up, oh, but you did this yesterday and you did this today. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. she says this medicine is making her like jittery and it, it's it's hard for her to lay down. <laughs> Again, it's the writing, but Jesse is just such a tool here. You know, yeah. he's just like, well, you want to, unless you want to lose the baby, you got to never move. The neighbor <laughs> told me you got the mail and everything. It's just like, dude. Yeah. Can you please? Not super supportive. Can you please? At the chancellor's office, Brandon comes to see the chancellor and is told that some statement he wrote for something is now going to be part of the keynote speech that they give in Washington. Yeah. Because remember, yeah, this I is all building to him mm-hmm. going to Washington and meeting the president or something at the mm-hmm. end. That's right. Yeah. Of this. And they now he wants him to go to Berkeley for something. I forget why. Why does he need to go to Berkeley? I actually missed that. And like every time they talked about it, I wasn't particularly understanding why that was happening so i'm not sure they he's going there to help with something i don't know but the chancellor yeah. wants him to go to berkeley and we get uh a couple moments of uh him bringing up claire and brandon mm-hmm. thinking he's in trouble but the chancellor is so chill about it he's like yeah you're you can date my daughter you can take yeah. her you can take her out it's fine oh but yeah. he kept her out a little late on prom night so mm-hmm. you know watch it Kind of thing. Yep. But yeah, he's fine with it. And he's like, I think I've done a good job raising her. <laughs> yeah, well, he gives... I feel like Brandon's on the like cusp of sort of being like, listen. Yeah. And Chancellor Arnold gives this whole thing about like, well, ever since her mom died, it's just me and her. And I'm solely responsible for all of her problems if she has any. And Brandon's like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. At rehearsal... Roy Randolph is going to teach them how to dream on schedule. Mm-hmm. Dreaming on oh. schedule. Brenda has such a line here about her character's name. Are we at this oh, point yet? Because yes. It's brutal. It's, it's not. It, I mean, there's a couple things before that. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Um, his first law, Randolph's first law, is do not be late. Never, ever, yeah. ever be late to rehearsal. Yep. Yeah. Zero tolerance. Never. Zero tolerance. Zero so yeah, Zero then he, he introduces the cast and he introduces Brenda, who's playing Maggie. And she's like, actually, can we refer to my character as Margaret until I get to know her better? 
And I was yeah. like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I know. I'm I, going to I, punch you in the face. I threw up briefly. <laughs> and then I continued on with my notes. But it, Roy is like, oh, yes, good instincts, Brenda. And I'm like, is it really, though? Okay. Or is it just pretentious? Anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, you be the judge. Yeah, Laura is also there. She is the understudy for Maggie, and she's just, like, super sad sitting there mm-hmm. watching Brenda suck up to right. t- suck up to Roy. Yeah. Uh, what is your first law of rehearsal, Nick, as a director? Hmm. Be serious when it's time to be serious. Yeah. But all the other times be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to be serious sometimes. Also, memorize. You gotta turn on a dime, Kendra. Also, memorize your lines. Don't be looking oh at gosh. your lines yeah. uh, the night yes. before hiding yes. hiding your lines. I'm not talking about real I, life or anything. Listen, this. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a good friend of mine in college. He and I did a bunch of shows together, and he every time he was not on stage, he would be studying his lines, like in the middle of the last performance. Right? I mean, he'd be like off stage, and he'd pick up, and he'd like review the lines for the next scene and it just blew my mind because like once i had it memorized like if i looked at a script it would throw me off completely yeah so like i know that once i have it locked in i'm like don't even i don't even want to i don't even show no but he would every single time i'm I'm not even kidding the last like the last act of the last show wow he would still be studying i couldn't live that way no me neither I, i would be i'd be a wreck i have to have it yeah I have to yeah. have it locked. You got to have it locked, locked in. You got to have it locked in. You got to be like going on instinct. Remember Otherwise, that play we did to together remember. and there was that one scene where you and Eric were always like, it was never quite what it was supposed yes. to be and you would just have yes. to keep it going. Yes. You're referring to the, the play spinoff, yeah. which was all about a, uh, a bank heist and there was a long expositional scene where it's like. Yeah, I think we got all the information out of there. Yeah, never yeah was you're the explaining order. the heist, and it yeah. was just so complicated the way it they wrote it. It was convoluted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right, continuing. Yeah. What um, a fun little side quest that was, Kendra. <laughs> At the beach, David and Donna are playing with Rocky II on the beach, still disagreeing mm-hmm. on how to raise Rocky II. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever have kids. Steve shows up and he's huffing and puffing and he's like i don't understand why brenda got the role blah 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 and is it kelly tell steve that she went to that brenda went to go see randolph yes in it the acting choices with kelly in this whole thing are very confusing because i because i think it's she plays it like she doesn't understand what she's saying is problematic because she's like, oh, I know what happened. Brenda told me all about it. She went to his apartment afterwards, you know. Yeah, and, but yeah, she, she says say it, it like very nonchalantly. Tattling. She does, yeah. And so everybody, like Donna, is kind of the same way about that until suddenly they're very much not believing that's how it went down. Yeah. So they they tell Steve that, and Steve's like, oh, well, that's it. She slept with him. That's obviously mm-hmm. how she got the role. And the yeah, only one her. here who sticks up for Brenda is Donna. I yeah. mean, Donna is like, that's crazy, you guys. She would not mm-hmm. have done that. And mm-hmm. everyone else is like, well, but. Yeah, they're like, but. <laughs> yeah. But did she? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, okay, so Dylan. Why did I just write Dylan? Oh, I think it, they're at. She's with Dylan. I forget where they are. Oh, they Brenda must be at and his Dylan house. No, not Brenda. Brenda and Dylan? And Dylan? It's Kelly and Dylan. Oh, sorry. Kelly and Dylan, Kelly and Dylan. are at okay. Dylan's house. All right. 
And Dylan, yeah. Dylan does stick up for Brenda. He's like, no way. Stop saying mm. that. That obviously didn't happen. Yep. Kelly and Dylan have this whole conversation about thinking with your zipper. Dylan says yes. something about Roy thinking with his zipper or something. I don't know. Yes. I can't, I can't yeah. remember who said what. Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings and it's the whole family. And by yeah, the whole family, Suzanne, I mean Dylan's adopted family. Suzanne, Kevin, yeah. They uh, have come over to announce that Kevin and Suzanne are engaged. Yeah. And Kelly, yeah, and Kelly is Kelly, not nice. Right. She She's not great, no. I mean, as soon as they show up, she's like, ugh. You know? yeah, she's like, and then they see them. that. And her response is like, it's a real whirlwind for you guys, isn't it? You know, and Dylan's like, shut up. She but, says it really snarky. Oh, she does. She's she like, does. wow, this is a yeah. whirlwind. Yeah, there's yeah. no... <laughs> There's no denying how Kelly feels about this Yeah, crew. so they brought over cake or something. And yeah. um, Dylan has kind of an aside with Kelly and is like, why are you, always, why are you like this? What are you, what's your problem? And yeah. she's like, what? I didn't do anything. They were kind of in the middle of a fight. Like when they, not really, but Kelly was like, I didn't say I believe it. You know, but she, she did not say that she didn't believe it, really. I mean, I think she was kind of like, of course not, but. She kind of does believe it, which takes Dylan off. So, I mean, they were already in a weird thing. And then Suzanne and the gang come in. Yeah, I think it just, which it does make sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, Kelly and her experience with whirlwind romance and like her parents' divorces and everything. And, you know, her views on families, I think, make perfect sense to me that she's acting like this. But it is not uh, quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nick, I'm going to make a prediction here. It's okay. a crazy one. Okay. But I just have this feeling mm-hmm. that uh, Kevin is not going to live much longer. I think he's going to die. You think Kevin, you think Kevin's going to die? I do think he's going to die <laughs> or get injured or okay. something. It's Based just going on, too well. Too and we, we had that whole scene where he like almost stepped in front of a bus uh, yeah. and Dylan, and Dylan saved him. him. And I, that just seemed really random. I don't know. I just get this well, feeling that something bad is going to happen to Kevin. So I'm laying that out my, there my, now. My my face and my voice are neutral, Kendra. I give you nothing. You're actually frozen on my screen right now, so you're really giving me nothing. I can't. I can't even see. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it out there. All right, Laura's dorm room. There. Uh, she and Steve are talking about rehearsal, and she says that. Uh, you know the rehearsal was humiliating and brenda monopolizes everything which is probably happening i mean sure yeah definitely um so steve now tells laura sorry let me just say no it's just it's not cool how this all went down with brenda okay Mm -hmm. like even if there's no like casting couch scenario at play it's not an appropriate way to do this so i think everybody's feelings especially people who were at that audition and saw her just bomb it I understand why people are as close as they are. And even if nothing like untoward happened, it's not cool that she got no. to have a second do-over audition. It's not fair. It's not period. fair. So. It's definitely not fair. That's true. Yeah. Steve then tells Laura that Brenda went over to Roy's house and all that. Yeah. And Laura's like, well, I should have done that too. Yeah. Yeah. She's not she's not surprised and she's like, that's what I should have done. Yeah. And he's and Steve, like, Well, you're not that kind of person. And she's he like, kind of shrugs it off, you know, but yeah. she's I don't think she's 
she's serious. No, she's definitely serious. <laughs> she's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't I think? I mean, she was all over him, the like leading up to the auditions. Oh yeah. So, at the Walsh house, uh, Claire shows up to say that she's going to Berkeley with Brandon. Yes, she's going to look at colleges while she's there, and she's got a second ticket. Yep, and the chancellor does not know. That's about true. This and we arrangement. we have a brief Jim and Cindy cameo here. Yeah. Jim and Cindy walk through, invite her to stay for breakfast. She's like, no, I can't. And, or Brandon says no. And then they're like, okay, bye. Yeah. And Cindy's well, out. Jim has, yeah, Cindy's out. Jim yeah. has a little like, what's up with you two? Like, just, yeah. just date her. It seems like the chancellor's fine with it. And right. um, Brandon says she might even be even more crazy than Lucinda. Yeah. So a little yep. Lucinda reference there. Yeah. We got a few. We got a few Lucinda references in this episode. Oh, we also get one more thing, very important thing with Cindy. She answers the phone. Someone on the other li- end of the line is saying, oh, hey, can you tell Brenda that rehearsal has been changed from yes, 1 o'clock that's to right. 4 o'clock? That's right. Laura, you vamp. Yeah, we see that it's Laura. It's All a right. pretty good plan. It's a pretty good plan. It, I mean, I, I got to give her credit. I yeah. mean, that's smart. That's a smart way to do it. I find Claire so unpleasant before we move on from this scene. I... I'm I don't very know. annoyed with her. Yeah, like, I don't know if we're supposed to be rooting for this in some way, if we want Brandon just to give in, but I just find her aggressive and unappealing. Yeah, that's how I find her as well. Yeah, okay. I'm not rooting for that. No. At Kevin's lab, he's, like, doing a little science experiment with uh, with Erica. They're talking about bioremediation and if he put these microorganisms into the bay, they would clean it up and it'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. His putting these micro, like his plan is to put like just countless microorganisms into the ocean and hope yeah. that it only cleans up the things that you want. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's really bummed because he says this research, research isn't going to go anywhere. No one's going to fund it. Yeah. Kind of thing. He so. says specifically that the place he works, they really only care about like their top scientists, like the rock star scientists. And so someone like him is never going to get on the radar and it's not necessarily a profitable venture. It, yeah. it would be good for the environment, but it's not, nobody's going to get rich off it. Yeah. So he's in the wrong place. Maybe. Maybe. Back on campus, Brandon runs into Steve. Uh, Steve is now in full Michael Scott spreading a rumor mode. Yes, yes. He is just like everyone. It, he is like the sole reason this rumor oh, yeah. is happening. For he, sure. He is spreading this rumor. He tells Brandon that there's this rumor going around about Brenda. And Brandon's like, you need to like you need to stop the rumor. Right. And he's like, well, but tell me Brenda isn't capable. And Brandon does not defend her. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah. There are lots of things that Brenda Brenda is capable of. I don't really see this as one of them. I don't know that she's that conniving. I just, no. And that would certainly be a departure from the kinds of things that she's done in the past. I mean, she's done a lot to get her way is maybe what they're saying, but to sleep with him, I just don't see that. Yeah. And I'm surprised that people are as quick to just accept it, especially Brandon, especially Brandon. Yeah. And Steve just like has turned on her. Oh yeah. His friend of like five years at this point. Yeah. He's just turned on her completely. And he's, I mean, he's very close to the whole family. Yeah, for Laura. 
All right, back at Andrea's, um, the sorority, air quotes, is meeting mm-hmm. at Andrea's, and they Brent, Brenda's not there yet. They tell Andrea about this rumor, and Andrea yeah. is like, you guys, Brenda would not do that. Right, right. But then Brenda shows up, and she's like, oh, I could come, because my rehearsal's at four now. So she, <laughs> Sure it is. She has uh, heard the message, and they're all acting super weird. So... Kelly yeah. then tells Brenda the rumor. And right away, I was like, anybody else, don't have Kelly be yeah, the one no. to tell her what's being said. Mm-mm. But it is Kelly, and she doesn't handle it well. Mm-mm. So, yeah, and she's immediately mad at Steve. Like, she knows that Steve and Laura are behind yeah. it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's very mad. And she's like, you know what? I did sleep with him because I have no talent. Uh-huh. And then she leaves. And only one of those things is true, Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so she's mad. She leaves. Back on campus, Brenda is sitting around sulking. And Dylan comes over to comfort her. And uh, he's like, well, I know you didn't mm-hmm. sleep with him. And uh, he might be her only true friend, yeah. she says. Yeah. Yeah. How are we in regards to Brenda still being in love with him? Is that real? Is that a I, thing that's still... Yeah, I think that's still a still, thing. Still a thing. Okay. Still in, the, still in play. I'll make a note. At rehe- Okay, so Brenda gets to rehearsal. Everyone's packing it up, and she's like, are we, like, are we going somewhere else for rehearsal? And they're like, yeah, rehearsal's over. You missed it. And she like has this whole conversation with Eddie like no someone called my house and told me and he's like I'm the only one who would have called but he does say he'll smooth it over with Roy but that yeah. he, she might get dropped it requires very little explanation on her part I feel like and Eddie's just like ah oh, you knucklehead <laughs> all right you yeah know, I mean I quick. think I think Roy knows that she's serious about yeah. it yeah, I don't so, doubt that he would believe her. It just goes very quickly. And she talks to Eddie, not Roy. So Yeah, yeah. But we do see she and Laura lock eyes. And Laura right. like, gives her this knowing look. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Laura outside is talking to Steve. She's super excited because she got to play Maggie the whole rehearsal. And Brenda comes out and kind of confronts her. And she she plays dumb very well. She's like, I don't yes. what are you talking about? I yep, have no idea. Yep. And Steve is just like, yeah, I started that rumor about you and I'm proud (laughs) of it. He does. He drops the gauntlet. He's ready to fight about this. So stupid. It is. He says, I'm your brother's friend, not yours. Yeah. And she's like, well, good. Like, I'm glad. And Laura, remember that you're not Maggie. You have nothing except Steve, which is pretty much the same as having nothing. Oh, it gets cold. It gets cold. Uh, Brenda says flat out to Steve, I always knew that you were weak. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a pretty like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, we're getting <laughs> personal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that happens. Steve is just like spreading rumors about his friend and then claiming they're not friends over a girl who almost ruined his life. Well, I, I mean, I guess she almost, he almost ruined her life right. too. Yeah, that's the, that's what they, see, they're gaslighting you, Kendra. Yeah, I know. That's, oh, that's... they got in my head. <laughs> they did. 
<laughs> they did. But I am a little puzzled about why Steve is so invested. I guess he just spent some time and, you know, I, I guess, guess it's a pride thing. Like I he coached her, so he wanted her to get the part. Well, it's like his mom's world was used to be sort of a thing for him, you know, like that was a whole thing. And then it's not unlike him taking David under his wing and being like, we can do this, David, you can be a pop star. It's kind of the same vibe here. So maybe that's why, but he's just so all in. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. He's turned up to 11. Yes, he is. So they go back to Steve's room and he is just, he's pacing. He's oh, yeah. so mad about this. And... Laura is like, I just need more time with Roy. And I, like, he is going to give me this part. Mm-hmm. And so she then very casually suggests yeah. that maybe Brenda should break a leg, literally, yeah. or, mm-hmm. a, or a foot or a, yeah. a finger. Whatever. And uh, ask, pretty much ask Steve, like, to do that. Yeah. To hurt Brenda so that she cannot be, come to yeah, rehearsal. Yeah. To his credit, Steve is instantly horrified by this. Oh, yeah. He, and, he, uh, there's a, a switch that's flipped and he's like, yeah. oh. He's like, wait uh. a minute, wait a minute here. And he, We're not he, on the same he, page. Yeah, he's like, well, you're not serious. And she's, she's like glassy eyed staring off into the distance. <laughs> she didn't play fair. Why should we? Yeah. Yeah. So, she's, uh, she's in another, another realm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, at the Walsh house, Brandon and Brenda have a little conversation. Brandon has heard this rumor, and Brenda's hurt because she had this fight with Kelly and Donna, but no one has called her to apologize or even talk about it at all. Um, And and Brandon's like, well, did you call them? And she was like, no, but I'm not the one who has to apologize. And then he gives her, I mean, he basically thinks that she did it. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. Brandon just assumes that it's true. And he has this line where he's like, I'm not saying they're right, but, and then he goes on. I was like, what are you he doing? Said, yeah. He's like, it does look peculiar that you went to his house. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, that, it, I mean, which it does. I mean, it, does. it was not handled well, but if his sister no, is saying should, right. that she didn't do it, he should yeah. be believing her. I don't blame him for hearing that she went to this like known Lothario's house after hours and suddenly got to part. I don't, like, I think he should give her the benefit of the doubt, but I don't blame him for entertaining the idea that maybe it's true. But with Brenda in front of him being like, no, and the fact that he's still like, hey, man, I'm not going to judge, I think is not cool. Yeah. He's like, he's it doesn't gonna... matter if you did. You're my sister. That's what matters. Yeah. He was like, and after my affair with Lucinda, that's two if you're playing a Lucinda drinking game, <laughs> I don't have any, you know, I don't have a leg to stand on to criticize you, you know, and it's just like, that's not what she needs, bro. Lucinda drinking game is my favorite. Is it drinking? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and she also brings up like, she's, she's like, I slept with Dylan and I slept with Stuart. Yeah. Those are the only two people (laughs) I slept with. Yeah. And she's like, so why does everybody now think that like, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Brandon gets a call from Steve, which does not make Brenda happy, but he, uh, is like, well, I have to go Mm -hmm. cut to campus. Steve has gathered the gang. And he is like, look, guys, I was wrong. That rumor was wrong. Laura is crazy. She yeah. did. She called. She did all that stuff with rehearsal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now she, he says, uh, Tanya Harding reference. He's like, she wants yes. to Tanya Harding. I know. Brenda. That's crazy because that was, we're not even six months away from that. That was January 94 and we're in May 94. Yeah. So that is a yeah, quick turnaround. Yeah, because we talked about that in our. Uh, I know. 
Yeah. That's just a quick turnaround for a reference. And why is his first call not to Brenda? Yeah. You know, like that. Like, really hey, look out. Laura might try and murder you. I just mean for an apology. Oh, like, yeah. Before he talks to everybody else, he should go to her and be like, this is the worst thing a person could do. And I've done it to yeah. you. <laughs> uh, he said, I like this line. He says that Laura's driveway doesn't go all the way to the street. Yeah. I thought that was a funny it is Mine. funny. But he basically told Laura that he would do it, that he would hurt Brenda uh -huh. just to like keep her yeah. from doing something herself yeah, or getting someone out, else like, to do it. Some, yeah. 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 I got to give him that. That's a smart move. Yeah. But they all feel bad about the way they treated Brenda. As well they should, based on yeah, no Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Donna necessarily needs to apologize. I don't know that Donna really did I anything. Think, in the group scenes, Donna is not, she doesn't stand up for her. Donna she, is passive yeah. at best. Yeah. But in Brenda's presence, Donna is never like, we believe you. This, we forget it's, it. It's you know? very annoying how they talk about the rumor. Like it's just this thing that they overheard and not right. something that the, that they yeah. started. It's a rumor within their there. friend group yeah. because they all told each other. Yeah. But they're like, oh, this rumor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you hear this rumor? And I'm like, yeah, you it, you started it. Yeah, it's like, don't talk about it like it's a solar eclipse. Yeah. You know, like it's just a thing that happens sometimes. Like, <laughs> you did it. <sighs> okay. Brenda goes to see Randolph at his house again. Yeah, great idea. Great idea. Perfect. He's like weirdly trying to get a tan. He's like pulling his shirt open. He's wearing like a men's warehouse. <laughs> like you know like faux suede shirt and he, yeah. Yeah, he he unbuttons it low and lays back the funny thing about it is he is fully in the shade like even within the shot you can see sunshine and the man is in the shade yeah. he might as well be in a movie theater uh so eddie apparently smoothed everything over randolph has also heard these rumors which he yes. said is a bummer for him because he like had to sign things that said that he would not get together with the actresses. Yes, so. I know. Well, that's funny. He said he said they practically made me sign on the line that I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. touch any of the co-eds. And I was like, they didn't literally make yeah. you sign that because I think maybe literally do it. They probably should have. Yeah. So he feels for Brenda, but he also tells her like this business is yeah. pretty cutthroat. So you need to get mm -hmm. a thick skin now. Yep. Um, Lots of if actors, not a lot of do. roles, Kendra. Yep. You know the game. You, We've all devastatingly backstabbed a friend for oh, a yeah. role in a college or community theater production, sure. don't you think? Yeah. So, you know, judge lest ye be judge. <laughs> judge not, judge not lest ye be judged. Yeah, yeah. Kendra is the takeaway here. And uh, he says he's cleaning house. Yeah. So we'll see what that means in a minute. Yeah, we will. We sure will. Yeah. Brandon is, is done with Claire's crap. He, he sure is. Goes to see the chancellor. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. Was it just that she wanted to go to Berkeley with him? Because this seemed like it kind of drops. That quickly. was, I think that was the final straw. Because it would just be the okay. two of them. True. In Berkeley alone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, so he fills the chancellor in on prom night, everything that happened. And he's like, well, was she drinking? And he's like, no, she yeah. was just doing her thing. Well, the chancellor is kind of implying, well, maybe someone got her drunk. And he's yeah. like, mm, she's high on life, baby. Yeah. Yep. Tells him about Berkeley and uh -huh. her buying those tickets and everything. Oh, yeah. And then he gets a call and kind of brushes Brandon off. He's like, well, sorry if Claire has been a nuisance yep. kind of thing. 
Yeah, I don't think, again, child, but I don't really think that Brandon handled this well either. And like, Brandon has also, like, yes, Claire has been very persistent, but he's also done everything that she's wanted him to. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. went to the prom. I just feel like maybe a step would have been to, like, say no and actually mean it rather than going and telling the chancellor. But here we are. This yeah. is where we are. So he runs into Claire as he's leaving and is like, jigs up. I, I told him everything. And she's like, well, you just shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. We'll see yeah. how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what does that mean? And she was like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. So long. <laughs> At rehearsal, Laura is, it's like, the rehearsal hasn't started, but she's just loudly running lines. Mm -hmm. And Roy comes out and just calls her out in front of everybody. Yeah, he's like, normally we'd have this conversation in privacy, but you don't seem to care about my privacy or Brenda's privacy. So we're going to do it right here, sister, which I don't think is appropriate. No, definitely not appropriate. He's, I mean, he's her teacher. Yeah, to do that to a college, yeah. It's a lot. Again, a child. Um, So Steve comes in and witnesses this whole thing, but he he kicks Laura out of the show. He's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you did all this stuff. Yeah, he's like, I'm sad to say you're no longer part of this production. And then she goes and grabs her stuff and she calls Brenda some names. She does, throws her script down. Yeah. 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 And And that's when he's like, get off my stage. Get off my stage. (laughs) I have a tan from the shade. So she runs runs out. Steve runs after her, and she is she's mad at Steve. She's like, "That part would have been mine if you'd have just helped me." Yeah. If you'd have just yeah. hurt Brenda. Yeah. All you had to do was break Brenda's leg. <laughs> then that part would have been mine. And Steve is like, "Well, I believe Brenda. I really don't think she did anything." Yeah. And he's telling her like, "I think you need to get some help mm-hmm. because." This, yeah this is where steve's in his baby voice and he's like i'm worried about you laura <laughs> that's so good talk to someone that's exactly what he sounds like um and she says you kids you kids from beverly hills you're all the same mm-hmm. and runs away she's gone probably fine yeah she's probably fine don't even worry don't even worry don't even follow up elsewhere on campus kelly and donna um are talking to brenda Meeting with mm-hmm. Brenda, they feel awful. Yes. As they should. Mm-hmm, Especially they Kelly. Should. For the way that they did not believe Brenda. And they apologize and they're like, well, we were trying to just let you know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, That's not what you Liar. were doing. Liar. That's not what you were doing. Liar. Um, but... Brenda also kind of admits that she didn't give them a chance to explain, I guess. But whatever. All is forgiven. <laughs> They're friends again. We got a... Uh, this. I feel like this needs to be a segment on the show. But we got another you said it, not me line from Steve. This was earlier. But Brenda says that a lot. And then Steve said it again. I keep hearing that over and over oh, again. I'd be I haven't curious been picking to know. up on that. Yeah, Steve said it in the when he first confronts Kelly about it, but Brenda said it about Laura, like in the last episode. You said it, not me. You know, <laughs> so it, it comes up a lot. So we should now we should keep we should have a little ding sound whenever it happens because it seems to be a new catchphrase. All right, at the Peach Pit, Kevin is. I wrote Kevin is late. Kevin is sad. <laughs> <laughs> 
he comes in, you know, kind of sad. Erica shows him her report that he did, she did on him. And Kevin says that he quit. Plum quit. Yep. Up and quit. Why should he waste the best years of his life working for that company? (laughs) How old is this man, would you say? 40s? (laughs) At least. Okay. At least. All right. Dylan is like, good for you, man. Yeah. He's all for it. He's got nothing I keep respect. waiting for Dylan to be like, I'll fund your research. Yeah. But that hasn't happened yet. Not yet. And Suzanne is like, you just, you quit? You just decided to just uh, quit? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, that's fun. So, yeah, he convinces her. He's like, I know what I'm doing. It's going to yep. be fine. Yep. There's plenty of other places I can work. Yeah, Suzanne is like, well, maybe Dylan could hire you here. And Dylan's like, have a little faith in your man. He's going places. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> Uh, okay. He's not a loser like you, Suzanne. He doesn't need a free job at a peach pit. Steve's room, I wrote, is where this next thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he goes in his room, the phone's ringing. Yeah. He picks it up. He he's like Laura, but it's Brandon. Mm-hmm. And Brandon is basically like, you need to like, you need to not just leave her hanging. Like mm-hmm. you did all, you've been in all this. You can't just dump her. You need to yeah. go talk to her. Right. And he's like, okay, fine. So he goes down. They live in the same building. So he just goes downstairs so, yeah. and goes in her room and finds a note. Yes. A suicide note, it would seem. Yes, to be specific. Yep. He, he goes a running, runs into Brenda. Apparently the note said that she was giving her final performance or something. So they assume she's in the theater. Uh-huh. They go in the dark theater and find her. She's up in the rafters. She's wearing the nightgown that she wore for that audition that belonged to Steve's mom. Uh-huh. And she's, she's going to hang herself basically. So they're yes. trying to convince her not to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Steve goes, he says he's going to call someone, call the police or something. He's going to call security, yeah. And she's like, well, go ahead. By the time they get here, my performance will be over. So now Brenda is trying to talk her down. Steve, we see, does not go to call. He takes a he takes a detour mm-hmm. um, to sneak up on Laura. Um, but yeah, Brenda is trying to, she's like, she's like, maybe we can share. Maybe you can do it for some nights and I'll do it for some other nights and... She like she gets it tied. She gets oh, it she around yeah. her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and right at the last second, Steve runs up and grabs her mm-hmm. as she's about to go. Like literally the last second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pulls her down and and saves her. She's so. De- I mean, she's just wailing. She's just desperate. It's the performance is good. I mean, she's very convincing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so after, this is like the last scene, uh, there's cops, an ambulance, it's like a whole, it's a whole scene, and I just wrote, poor Laura, she's mm-hmm. just, yeah, they have yeah. her in the, in the ambulance, and Steve, uh, Steve asks Brenda f- to forgive him, and she's like, mm, mm-hmm. not ready for that yet. Yeah. And then she goes to her car and cries. Yeah. It was sad. Yeah, it was. It really was. They haven't had a ton of moments, but I've liked the Steve Brenda moments that we like whenever it happens. I'm like, oh, that's always interesting. You know, so, I mean, they do have something. They have that, you know, it's her brother's best friend kind of relationship, which is interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's the episode. Here's the thing, Kendra. I remember, like I said last week, when we watched the first Laura episode, 
I remember in my head thinking, well, it kind of, it, it does resolve. This retroactively makes sense because we learn that she is crazy, you right. know, that she is handling these scenes, you know, in a, in a, you know, unhealthy way. And like, now watching this as like a fully realized adult, I just don't really think that is what's happened here. Feels like they did that episode and they were going to do something with it. And maybe they were even going to leave it ambiguous so that like, you really had to decide like, did Steve do something here? But it's like, they just couldn't live with that. So yeah. they like turned Steve into a superhero and turned her into like, you know, a, a lunatic, you yeah. know? But they also just... assassinated Steve more in the process with this whole... Right turning on yeah. Brenda thing so I just think it's I just think it's very unfair and I also think they could have done something where maybe they even tied it in like part of the reason why she has this break at this point is because she was so like distraught about the Steve stuff and being silenced and all that but that's just not a part of this at all so I think there was a way to sort of have both but it just feels like well we can't have Steve with this like date rape thing hanging over the character for the rest mm -hmm. of the season so let's let's just make her a crazy mess and that will be our tidy way of cleaning it up and I just I don't know I think it's kind of gross yeah it so, is gross it's really hard to give this episode a pass and I feel like what makes me feel that even more is that we don't see Laura again yeah you know yeah, there's like there's no, no no coming out the other side not even the we see emily valentine in the hospital at christmas kind mm -hmm. of episode where we just get a little bit of resolve there it's just like they have used that character to explain that early episode and now that they're done they're done and that's it and i just feel like that's really i just don't like it i yeah. think it's a it's a damn it's a damaging message and I think it's just kind of irresponsible. I didn't see it that way before, but I do now. Do you know what I mean? Do you agree? Or how do you oh, feel I, about yeah, it? I definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was one of those, like, you know, you try to fix, but then something, yeah. you know, then you end up having three other things that you have exactly. to fix. And, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make Steve look, Steve doesn't look better in this episode, mm -mm. but he like literally rescues her at the end of the episode, you mm -hmm. know? <sighs> And yeah. just sort of gets away scot-free, you know, which I just, I think there was a way to make both of those storylines work, but I, I firmly believe that this was not always the plan. I'd be really curious to know if the, if they changed the directions with Laura, because remember, Laura was not an actress in the first episode that mm -mm. she's in. She was a dancer. Right. You know, and so now this kind of comes out of nowhere. So I don't know. I remember, I don't know, I remember feeling differently about this episode, but now I have a really hard time, you know looking at it now so yeah. yeah i i definitely agree as far as other plot movement i mean i think we're nothing's really going on with andrea jesse nothing's really going on with donna david those are all on pause i mean dylan kelly obviously a lot of friction every episode we get more and more friction with them and brenda's just kind of an island you know yeah. which she has been for a lot of this season brenda's just sort of out there and jim and cindy essentially have the same size role as willie at this point so <laughs> yeah <a little> different <laughs> just like in the background we yeah. don't see him much and i'm not i'm not too engaged with the whole i guess just because i find the way claire is written to be so annoying that i'm not really invested in the claire brandon chancellor arnold storyline either so i don't know it is you you brought this up last week but it is like i don't fully remember whatever the big like this is how season four ends but it doesn't really feel like we're building towards something big. So I don't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the last episode is called 
somebody goes to Washington. So I assume yeah. we're resolving that with Brandon. I assume yeah. we're going to see the play. Yeah. Or the play probably. is going to happen. Probably. Maybe Andrea yeah. has her baby. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. All right. Maybe well, Kevin dies. We've got what? <laughs> oh, may- <laughs> maybe. Well, we've got one. We've got two more episodes in the season. So we're wow. uh, we're almost to the end now. All right, Kendra. Well, as we mentioned earlier, you can find me on Radio Meanwhile Network's latest show, Disenduring Life. It's going to be bi-weekly and a little short bite, you know, 20-minute, half-hour episodes looking at the Ewoks throughout uh, different eras of Star Wars. What about you, Kendra? Where are you? I'm Miss Musebox 91 online, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and I am also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a different 90s song exciting uh when this episode comes out our most recent episode will uh have been uh i'm the only one by melissa etheridge okay all right with a little teaser for this andorian life right in there so yes best of both worlds okay (laughs) well you can listen to 90s music got me like or and both you don't have to choose that's yeah, the beauty just do of both. podcast listen to both beauty of podcasts everybody's got a shower or drive or do the dishes right yeah join <laughs> where do you most likely listen to your podcast kendra um i i mean a lot in the car but sometimes yeah. if i'm at work and i'm just like planning like oh, yeah. filling in a google form or yeah. something i'll put it on uh or yeah. doing the dishes that's yes or cooking yeah that's yeah. the time yeah. all right we're we're the same, Kendra, you and I. All right. Join us next week right here as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 4, Episode 30, Vital Signs. Ooh. See? Vital signs? Someone's going to die. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to die. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. 90210, here we go. Do you want to just start talking? I'm and nervous. Then I... Are you? Oh, yeah. You just edit me out completely, yeah. yeah. It's like you answering your own questions. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Coming soon from the Radio Meanwhile Network, a new podcast. Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast. I am Stephen Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning. You're doing kind of a nerd voice. Is that on purpose? Or is that just just coming out naturally? I just need to know. We're talking Ewoks. We're going to be looking at Return of the Jedi, Caravan of Courage, The Battle for Endor, all 26 episodes of the 80s Ewoks animated series, and if we're really feeling ambitious, we might even cover some of the Marvel comics. My Andorian wife. <laughs> I mean, this. The, no, this Andorian yeah, wife. My Andorian yeah. wife. <laughs> Take my Andorian wife, please. <laughs> She's literally out of this world. <laughs> This Andorian Life, a new Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network, coming to your feed May 25th.